<laughs> okay, we'll edit that. We'll edit that. Yeah, we'll edit that. back. Rocker Mike and Rob present Biddy the American Artist. Right here, man. <laughs> Live. So we were just talking about the story though about your hand because um, for the first time in your career you are actually using your left hand. No, I'm, like, like, I'm learning to paint with my right, but I, I, I can now draw and paint with the right again. Okay. You, you, had, had, you had a fall. You said, I had right? some fucking freak accident, man. Wow. Like in December. I'd like to have the story that I was making mad, passionate love to a woman, and my thumb all of a sudden went somewhere, and she went like, wow! But, um, <laughs> That's not what No, happened. no. I slipped on some fucking ice oh, at like man. 2 o'clock in the afternoon doing errands. It wasn't even late at night. No, oh, it was too long in the afternoon, man. And, uh, but, you know, it's like it, it put new perspective in my life, and I, the good thing is I can still, people I still can draw and paint, so uh, it's okay. But the only other time I ever fell in my life. There's this guy who was my best friend, Tim Hunt. He worked for the Andy Warhol Foundation. His right. wife wrote Slaves of New York, Tama Jamowitz. He was wow. like this yeah. in this crazy world of the art world. And we're coming out of Bull McCabe's where a lot of these quotes came great, from. Great place. And <clears throat> it was like five o'clock and he's like, you know, six foot and you know, we, we kinda joined in arms a little bit yeah. to like, mm-hmm. you know, make sure everything's okay. Yeah. And he's bigger. And then we started falling, and we almost killed a chihuahua. Oh crushed a chihuahua. We crushed almost crushed a chihuahua on St. Mark's at like 5, 6 o'clock. <laughs> hey, I'm also self-promoted. I got yes. that McSorley From McSorley's. Billy Artist t-shirt. And, men, and, and, yep. and men, many of the quotes came from yeah. McSorley's. My good friend Gregory de la Haba and his beautiful woman, his beautiful wife, Teresa, you know, uh, are part of it and own it. And uh, anyway, so... Uh, so, East Village, baby. It, yep. it, it's in my soul, man. So we're yes. here to uh, show the book once again, for in case we didn't see it before. Okay, show the book again, Billy. All right. Things the, you don't hear twice. The idea about this, and thank you guys for having me here, is I've lived here for 30 years, mm-hmm. and I always have a sketchbook on me, so I would always sketch people, and you know, I'd in the see bars at the bar, and, yeah. because I'm a bar guy. I yeah, love yeah. bars. Yeah. I've loved bars since I was a kid. You know, uh-huh. I grew up like that, and uh, I'm still responsible. But I love bars and people. And so anyway, I would like draw people. But then you hear the craziest shit in bars, yeah. oh, as yeah, we all know. Right? Yeah. And so what I would do is I would then write the quote of like what my friend's telling me about mm-hmm. or what I hear. It's a great idea. And so I just came up with this book. So what's kind of crazy about it is, you know, you have like, you know, you have like, you know. You have a quote on one side, and then you have an illustration on the other side. So it's kind of like this old school, mm-hmm. new school version of like the East Village. And you know what I talk about is how living here so long, I, I love the East Village with a passion, right. and I still think it's super cool, even with totally. the gentrification and everything. No, it's still cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Still cool. And so it's just it's just less places, but it's still cool. Exactly. So the yeah. book is basically stemming from my kind of my life living here and I started as a street artist right. yeah. you know 30 years ago and then my life kind of progressed and now I'm fortunate to you know make a living around the world with my artwork but you were an actor before you were an artist you what? did a little acting yeah, right I was actor. I was and you know my, my one little claim to fa- well my one claim to fame is I started at the Great Lakes I grew up in Cleveland Ohio right yeah. And I started at the Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival. Wow. When I was 15, where who got his big break there? Who? 
Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> and are you ready for this? When Rent came out, because my big breakthrough was painting all those murals for Rent. Right. I'm at a restaurant with my friend who produced Rent, Kevin McCollum. Right. He also produced Avenue Q, In the Heights, you know, all these other, he's doing all this crazy stuff right now. Anyway, we're at a restaurant, and there's like Tom Hanks and Bruce Springsteen. And my buddy, who, and this was at the height of Rent, he's like, hey, you know what? I played the back head of Tom Hanks in like a movie. (laughs) Because he went to, like, the, I forget, the UCLA or USC School of Film. Okay. After we went to college. And so I'm going to go talk to him. And, again, this is at Rent, when Rent was at its height. Yes. And so Tom Hanks and Bruce Springsteen come sit down at our table and start talking to us. Wow. And I say to Tom Hanks, you know what? I got my career starting as an actor at the Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival. And when Tom Hanks won the Golden Globe, I think it was the Golden Globe, he talked about his start at the Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival. Which movie was that for? The the Mr. Mr. Rogers movie? Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, okay. Wow. There you go. There's my little Tom Hanks story. That's fucking great. Um, And and another thing, you you told us a story one day about your first time in New York that was pretty I don't know if I want to tell that story. (laughs) I don't want to tell that story. I I was I love that story. I know about that story. I know about the greatest thing ever. Am I allowed to tell that story? You know, I maybe change the names to protect the innocent. I don't know. I just say it was phenomenal. Product lines around the world. We'll keep the story for another time. We'll keep it under wraps right now. But um, so this weekend you have a book signing. Where is your book signing? Well, it's at our fabulous place that we know and love, uh, International Bar. Yep. That's on First Avenue between it's East right 6th on, and East uh, 7th. Yeah. Right yep. on uh, 6th Street between two glorious places called Dunkin' Donuts and uh, McDonald's. <laughs> Wedged between. <laughs> you can steal the Wi-Fi from each one. And, um, yeah, we're having it this Saturday from uh, 2 to 6. And, um, yeah, it's the first time, like, I've... I've you know, published a book like this, and it's it's. Very cool. I think what's kind of fun about it is it, it reminds you of like a little bit of the old school East Village with 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 now, and uh, International Bar is one of my favorite places. Right. But it also stemmed from this great bar, Bull McCabe's, where I moved here in 1990, and you know I was like needed to just get out, and I remember like just walking down St. Mark's. Different, different place then. Different place. That's a whole different place. 30 years ago already. And you know what? And I, I, I passed this bar, and they're like, it's a Saturday, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 3. Yeah. And there's music playing inside. I'm like, what, what's this? This is kind of cool. And I go inside, and, you know, there's this cool bartender. His name's Motor City James. Legendary bartender in the East Village. Yes. He had, like, you know, the... Black rim glasses, bow tie, white shirt. He had like the apron, all yeah, this stuff. Yep. And and he looked they, like a cartoon character, like unbelievable, like, like out of bar, yeah, like out of central casting, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what a bartender looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And 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 then there were all all these musicians. There were like ten musicians on the other side of the bar, mainly all. They're playing blues at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I I, I go up to the bar and I'm like, he's like, who are you? And I'm like, hey, I'm Billy. And I'm like, he's like, where are you from? He's like, well, I'm originally from Cleveland, and I just moved there. He's like, I'm Motor City James, and what do you want? I said, like, oh, give me a Budweiser. Give me a Budweiser. 
And then, like, he's like, give me a minute. And he, he, like, opens up the little slot where, like, you know, bartender, like, goes out. Yeah. And then he takes a, a harp, like, the harmonica. And he starts playing the most unbelievable <laughs> harp you ever heard in your life. And then he starts singing. And he's like this white dude singing like a black dude. Singing like, I don't know who dude. <laughs> it was the most incredible thing I ever saw in my life. That's and I was like this is my fucking bar I was this is my bar yeah. and then he comes back and then like he's serving drinks to everybody else like that and then we became great 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 friends and so a lot of these quotes from this book come from those days when the regulars were in there are yeah. there like at the bar We've lost that a little bit in this neighborhood. Yeah. Personally, that's why I love international bar. Mm-hmm. That's why also when Rob works at international yeah. on Sundays, yep. Yep. I like that like these bars where people talk to each other. Yep. And um, yeah, one thing with international is, is is nobody really. I mean, we sit there with the phones, but like we get away from it because yeah. you you could have three four conversations going at the same time. You yeah. know when you're working. Oh yeah. You know. And nobody's sitting there just zoning out on their phone yeah. all that much. Look, there was there was there was a there was a guy there's a guy that's been hanging at International forever. And you know, oh, you talk Sunday. to people. Yeah. And the guy did Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that was incredible. And this you know, turns out this guy is one of the most famous scenic designers in America. Yeah. He's just like, hanging out. Designed you know, like I'm kind of an open book. You know, people like, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm an artist. And I like, talk about Swatch. I talk yeah. about the international stuff that I've done. Some people don't do that. Some people are a little more, right. you know, chiller, which is totally cool. Of course, it's co- totally cool. And this guy starts showing me his scenic designs Incredible. that he did. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like one of the biggest scenic designers in America. Mm-hmm. And there he is. That international bar. That's amazing. Jason Sakazo yeah. um, comes in that. Um, this girl, uh, Elizabeth Wilde's boy, boyfriend or husband, he yeah. goes into international every so often. Okay. And um, he comes with a softball team. They go to that famous um, Zhang, whatever. They get food there. They oh. go to international yeah. and eat. Okay. He comes in and eats twice, twice. I haven't seen him in a while, but in the summer he mostly come in on Sundays. Yeah. When well, metal, it, it, it isn't just international. I mean, exactly, even, even, it's not even, just international. Even yesterday, um, in here, okay, in between the the episodes we did, there was two guys sitting at the bar. The the, the Irish guy. Oh yeah. Okay, and his and the uh, his manager. Yeah. They were from the Rum Jacks. Yeah. They're yeah, like yeah. A, a famous like uh, Irish, you know yeah. dro- Irish kind of Dropkick Murphys kind yeah, of yeah, sound. Yeah. You know, and I happen to have a Dropkick Murphys jersey on, yeah. uh, a hoodie on. And they were like, hey, cool. And they started talking. I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And he said, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm in the Rum Jacks. Oh, man. But, I'm like, but wow. It, but you it, never know who you're going to meet. And this is, this is the beauty, I find. This yeah. is the beauty of a bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cafes are cool, too, and everything. Nah, it, it, but there's something. A like, bar is different. It's just the, the beauty of a bar and, like, the people that you meet. And especially some of the ones. I mean, I know there's many around the city but yeah. you know I'm a creature of habit I've lived here for 30 years you want to hear something there was a few like last year right uh, Scarlett Johansson got a tattoo of East Side Inc right really and she's over here sitting down and she's like she's looking at me and Mike and Mike goes man that looks like Scarlett Johansson like Mike, that's not because kind of, because Big Mike's kind of a moron. He will go over there and talk to yeah. him, and you don't want to scare him off. He's, a, he's so on my she's side, Mongolian. <laughs> um, and Scarlett Johansson is here in Seven B, and um, 
I go to Mike. Nah, that's not Scarlett Johansson. What's Scarlett Johansson's name? I go to Mike. Yeah, that was Scarlett Johansson. It was the funniest thing ever. And he was like dumb. But what was she you sitting by me? herself? No, she was sitting with Josh, the uh, oh. tattoo artist. Oh. And I, I'm not going to tell Mike she could go up there and be like, arr, arr. she don't want to know who you are, yeah. you idiot. It was funny, but she was sitting there like nothing, having like nothing. drinks. Well, and, they're people too. You know, they don't want to be bothered. You got a guy like Mike. Arr, arr. No, yeah, no, yeah. It's awful. It's got awful. Yeah. You don't want He'd that. He'd make a scene. <laughs> don't make a scene. I know, I know we don't have so much time because I don't want to like... We got know. a few. No, we got a few. Yeah. You know, uh... I, of course, I could tell you about the Gary Busey, my first night in New York. I, I think that was story. a legendary I, I, I story. I think that's a great story if you want to share it. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. I think it's a franchise. All right. I can also have my Quaalude story at Woodstock 99 where I was the head designer. And this chick, I wanted some gum, and this chick gave me a Quaalude, which I don't do drugs, and this chick gave me a Quaalude. Knocked you right out. before I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in a van driving the Tibetan monks to the stage <laughs> to, wait wait to bless the concert before <coughs> before wait, yeah wait yeah oh my god to be uh, yeah well, tell us the Gary Busey a little bit the Gary Busey is classic it's a classic Billy's first day in New Billy's York City Billy's first day in New no, York this is Billy Darrow's first night in New York City a friend of mine who I and by the way it was James Brown who was like opening at Woodstock 99 oh, yeah. before the Tibetan monks blessed the concert <laughs> hey, wow. and I'm in, a, I'm in a van <laughs> driving through 350,000 people you know with the Tibetan monks in the back and James Brown opens the concert <laughs> wait, god damn it wait and then wait and then I'm there I'm a sex machine listening to the whole story and then I'm there and then I'm there closing night with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Flea completely naked playing when the fire started to happen yeah, and all the riots. The riots. Yeah, I was there, yeah. man. That was crazy, man. Crazy. And you know what? There's even if you listen to the video, they, you know, Anthony started seeing the the, the the fires that people made, and it was all it was it was really fucked up the night before. Um, because I know I'm kind of rambling, no, but it's no, like. It's like I was part of a team that designed artwork around the entire, you know, Complex, perimeter. Yeah. And there was a bunch of bunch of artists, phenomenal artists. Wow. And it was called the Peace Wall. That's what yeah. it was supposed to be. And then they were going to have like a, a people called the Peace Patrol, right? Mm-hmm. And like the day before the concert, they a bunch of the security didn't like where they were living because it's an old Air Force base. Right. And there's deserted houses everywhere. Yeah. And so they quit. So there was no security. Wow. That's why everything got so That's fucked why up. Got fucked Most up. people don't know that. I didn't know That's that. That's why everything got fucked up. I'm in a bar, like this bar right here, with the head of security and you know, one of the top officials from you know from Woodstock. And this guy they're drinking scotch and they're like, because there's no there's gonna be no security that it's whole just weekend. Be nuts. For three hundred and fifty maybe it's two hundred and fifty thousand people. Whatever. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so there was, it was complete chaos. Sure. I mean, think about this. They even like, and like, I designed a good portion of the wall. You know, it's like three miles. And then I also designed the, um, the, the rave, which was, a, you know, it's like in a hangar for Moby and Fatboy Slim. And, <laughs> the names. Yeah. That's and, a and the thing was, but there was no one, people were going crazy. There was no one to say like, hey, get down from there. You, yeah. you, do whatever they you crazy do. naked chick, you crazy naked, get down, for, don't do that. 
there was nobody. Plus, everybody was doing like ecstasy and special. And, and K you know what? Too, it's like shit. people were getting fucked yeah, up. Yeah, people were getting, getting fucked getting up at that up. show. You know, they were getting super, super lumped up and yeah. shit. Man. And, but they also they complained about the prices, which yes, they were high. Yeah. But there was a place where you could get water. But you know what? They destroyed the water system. Oh and, man! And it was just like not Nuts. crazy people. It was like these savages. Yeah. It was like. Amber, Crombie, and Fitch. <laughs> Nothing against that brand. Yeah, Nothing against that brand. Yeah. Nothing against that brand. But it was just, uh, it was, it was completely crazy. And so, my, but my last memory was, so they were going to do a Jimi Hendrix tribute yeah. at the end. Yeah. Like Prince was going to be there. I think Eric Clapton. All these like major people are like waiting yeah. to do this major Jimi Hendrix tribute. And then all that crazy shit happened. It didn't happen, right? Well, did when, they ever do it? No, 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 no never, because never, because it, it got, the yeah. fires were happening, and um, guy from Chili Peppers, he was like, he was like, oh my god, looks like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Look, it's not his fault, of course. No, not faulting Anthony Kiedis. And he, but you know, I'm backstage, and he's like, should we do it? Should we do it? And flee naked. With his bass was like, yeah, let's fucking do it, and they went into like the song Fire. Uh-huh. Oh, oh my god. god! And then yeah. it's again, it's not because of them. And then people, it was like they was talking about this huge riot. It was like maybe sixty assholes that just like <laughs> fucked up everything. Yeah. ATM issue. But then like the, the you know the trucks burnt, and it was like. And the next day, I, I was walking on the the premises with my friend Jack. He was a brilliant zone, artist, right? and you know what? He was from Vietnam, yeah. and he looked around, and there were fucking helicopters. Because yeah. it was after like like there were never any police, or it took a while for anything anybody to come. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, he was like, "This reminds me of Nam, man." <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh my man. god! Now we're we gonna get your Gary Busey story. Wait up! Before you do that, can <laughs> you read a few um, verses of the book, or a few um, yeah. things that you remember? Do that. Again? Uh, do that. Well, the, the, you know, the first two are two of my favorites. You know, it's a mother and daughter talking about artificial, artificial insemination. <laughs> it's a good mother-daughter topic. She says, why don't you get pregnant the way I did? Why don't you get pregnant the way I did? Because I don't like vodka, mother. <laughs> oh, my God. And then there was a great guy at Bull McKay's. He was Vietnam Mike. He was this really great guy. He was actually, uh, I think he he was you know, on the Ohio State football team. Yeah, Whoa. he was a great guy. But he, he had like three teeth. He talked like that. And I forgot that he was a paratrooper in Vietnam. I completely forgot. Holy shit! Yes, I forgot this one day. And our friend Buddy had just skydived in like New Jersey. And I said, "Hey, Mike, have you ever skydived?" And he said, "No." But I repelled out of a helicopter into a blazing fire of chaos. <laughs> Good answer. Oh, yeah. Even my friend Angry James, he but he like he's, he 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 grew like a Confederate mustache, and he's like, I said, "How was the party?" He said, "I turned around and yelled, everyone grow a mustache." <laughs> <laughs> and this is very East Village. Our friend Erica, who is uh, married to our good friend Pete, the bartender of Thirsty Scholar, many, many years. Yeah. If we threw out all the crackheads, 
we'd have no business. <laughs> oh my God! That there was you go. Years ago, that's how it was. And uh, all right, I'll give you maybe one. Oh, this is a, oh, oh, this is good. This is good. This is from Line, the tattoo artist. He was a tattoo artist on St. Mark's. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm not looking for a tattoo chick. I'm looking for an eight to fiver. Tattoo chicks are crazy. They'll just throw your th- they'll, they'll just throw your shit out the window. At least a cubicle chick will pack your shit nice and <laughs> place it outside. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there's many, many more people. So, on Saturday, the books is about 25 bucks, and uh, you can come get it at International. He'll be signing an autograph from um, 2 to 6. And I heard that Molly's also going to cook some food for the party. They're going to oh, do some, like, little things. Okay. Gonna be very, yeah. Her and okay. Claire are going to do some things. Okay. Be very so nice. It's, so it's going to be some simple. Of, some of derbs and stuff like yeah. that. It's going to be very, very simple. Two to six, right? It's two to six. Okay. And like I said, we only have uh, 60 books. But if, uh, you know, hopefully, it'd be cool. Yeah. If anybody needs any more, we'll just, like, write your name down and we'll... Get it to you later. Get it to you later. Yeah. Right. In a, like, in a week. Hopefully right. more than that. All right. So, uh, you, so you started with sixty books, but there's more books coming in, right? Anytime yeah. you want. And yeah. you also got a publisher, right? You said there's somebody that want to publish your. And book I got right a publisher now, now which is going to be cool. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So, yeah. where can I get the book now online? What, 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 what website can I go if I want to buy the book online? You know, it, it's it's a it's it's called blurb.com. Blurb. Yeah. B l u r b. Yeah, but now that I'm getting the publisher, it's like we're kind of moving into a new realm. Okay. So. Um, I, I say, if you can, uh, come on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then or email me, BillyTheArtist at Mac.com, and uh, and then I think we're gonna get you know it's gonna get bigger with the with the publisher. Yep. So we're kind of starting with everything at the international right, bar. Right. Right. Appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. You so know, you'll be there giving autographs. So if you want your personal autograph from Billy the Artist, be there. Yeah, yeah you're gonna, you're, you'll get a design. Yeah, and oh, a design. Right, you get, you get a, you get an autograph and a picture. Yeah, like like this. I'll be there right now. I'll be there right now. This is for the lumped up people. Okay. I can only give one because I don't have many, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So we go, Billy the Artist. Right. Yeah. Okay. My thumb's getting better, people. And then, like, boom, here we go. Wow, you can see and while he's doing this, uh, if you've all ever looked at the um, the logo that we use sometimes for getting lumped up, oh yeah, that's that, me. He <laughs> do that as well. That's the one you see on Anchor sometimes. The audio only. Right, I, it's what's it's funny. It was like yeah. when, the, when these guys first did that. Yeah, you did that on a napkin. I did that on a I napkin. Remember that? Yeah, I did yeah, on a napkin. That's pretty much. So when we become, we gotta give them a little, um, some little bit of cash. Hey, right? logo. once you guys some... stay make, once you start making money, man. All right, yeah. all right. But even like, I'm cool. You know me. I'm cool. And uh, Mike, yesterday we uh, had a pretty cool um, interview with the guy yeah. Adam from uh, the from, app from Vidgo. Vidgo, and uh, right. we were using the app yesterday. What do you think yeah. about it? Um, I give that to I, you guys. I signed up to oh, it yesterday. It's called. Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O, and it's a brand new app where you could look at. This oh, is for the lumped up people. Nice, look at that. that's great. Look at that. I'll that's get great. you one too. Thank you. I'll get you one too. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. So yeah, what it is? It's a, it's an app where you could look at streaming television. There's about 80 channels you could choose from, and underneath you could have a chat. Okay, so you could have what's called a watch party, 
or a hangout, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you, as long as they got the app, your friends, you could all sit and watch the same show, chat underneath. You could add memes and GIFs. Uh, they're working on technology where you'll be able to stream yourself a little bit underneath in short short bursts, yeah. I think they said, right? So um, check out the app. Uh, it's do Vidgo. a big Super Bowl thing also this right. weekend. So It'll if you be, get right. it for you the can Super get, Bowl, you can chat with everybody. You can get the, Fox 5 channel, you know, Fox channel for, uh, for the game. And... Uh, you can definitely, you know, watch it with your friend in California at yeah. the same time as you. Yes. You know, it's a great shit on it, whatever yeah. you got to do. It's a great you act. Know? So, Billy, back to you. So, um, promote. Um, how can people get it? Um, how can people reach you? What, like, I know you got an email, but are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? How can the people reach you in other the magic. Uh, the magic happens at BillyTheArtist. Dot com okay. website of course website, easy yeah. easy easy billyartist.com and you also sell like copies of your paintings shirts and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I have a product line around the world unfortunately this product line around the world you cannot get it in the United States of that's America that's crazy what there's a there's a store in Iran that sells my stuff don't you have underwear the underwear and yeah, I have underwear <laughs> <laughs> the Swiss underwear yes <laughs> I remember when you got yeah, that the Swiss people are very kind to me they're very good <laughs> the ability well it's underwear. like two of the top Swiss players I designed some underwear for their line called TP Brothers TP they're Brothers. super cool. fantastic my TP. my my uh, global a company I work with is called Gerbel, G-O-E-B-E-L. <laughs> um, you have the great umbrella, too. I love your umbrella. That's through that. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I've been fortunate to work with a lot of really super cool uh, brands. And the great thing is, mm-hmm. in these fucking brands, yeah. is they let me do what I want. They yeah, don't, like, yeah. tell you what to do. I've been very, That's very great. fortunate in my yeah. career That's like great. that. That, um, you know... They just, uh, you know, they, they they just let you do what you want, and then they put them on, like, really cool products. Yeah. But you know what? I always say this. It's like, as I said, I started street artist here 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's still, as an artist, you still, um, man, you still got to promote so much and yeah. work, and, yeah. you know, you're not getting a daily paycheck, and, you you know it's always constant constant which makes it life exciting yeah. right it makes life very exciting sure but you got to constantly um, work yeah find new opportunities yeah. meet new people even something like this is so great which yeah, I appreciate you guys for this no, let me ask you so so two questions real quick you were just in um, you just did an interview for EB Greek can people just go on the Website and find your interview that you did today. Well, we just did it today. So Evie Grieve are super kind. Yeah, yeah. And we'll put it out either tomorrow or Friday. Yep. Which is super cool. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's just another way to, you know, promote. I mean, this is just a kind of smaller local event. Yeah. Which. I love because this is my neighborhood of 30 yes. years. Yeah. Well, you're giving back a little bit. Yeah. And I know so many people there. Yeah. It's like you guys know yeah. this better than anything. Yeah. It's like, I always find like the East Village is like walking down like high school hallways. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so kind. Yeah. Like my people that block drugs, they're like, oh, yeah, or the guy at the, you know, you know, my guy at the, the grocery store across the street. You know, everyone's just like, yeah. We still have that, yeah. even little, though little, amongst this new gentrification it's, it's, and all this right. stuff, 
Well, there's in, still in a this way, it's more, it's more condensed now, in a yeah. way, because yeah. we are all hanging out in the same places. There's yeah. less places, so we're all there <laughs> even more. Yeah. You know? And that's the way yeah. I see it. And, I and agree it, 100%. There, there's still a little sense of community around here, yeah. so it's nice. I, it's like I mean, most of the bars in the neighborhood, I kind of know. Most yeah, you know it. And you know what? You know what? Maybe you build the same people, too. My From my friend Kevin, who, you know, gave me my biggest break doing those murals for rent mm-hmm. and has gone on to do all these other mega musicals. He's doing these mega ones coming up. Um, he always talks about community. Yeah. And I think the great thing about here and the people that I know that we know, it, it's really about community. It is about community. You know? And also, too, it's like you, you never know who is sitting next to you. You know? That's the amazing thing. And just in conversation, conversation, because like I like I'm I'm a devil to the phone sometimes too, man. Yeah. Checking shit, and, but you know, but talking to I'm people. I'm always on the phone too. No, I'm talking. We all we all, yeah. we, we all do it, but yeah. when it comes to sitting in the bar, there's always a point where, you know, if it's the three of us yeah. or four or five other people, we're all going at it. Chatting, and just yeah. talking you know, to people. Talking. My problem is everybody want to talk to me. I just don't want to talk to everybody. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know what? But you know what? I I don't know about you guys. I have. Sometimes, and I will not disclose it, I sometimes have like a one bar or two yeah. where I don't know anybody. It's so okay, I, too, sometimes. If I want to draw and sketch, keep it quiet. Because if, if I'm at Bowman Caves or International Bar or Thirsty Scholar or like McSorley's, I'm going to be talking to people. They're going to come over to you. And I love talking to people. Yeah. But sometimes you need that peace. It's nice. Yeah. Still having a drink. And like, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going to tell you which of those places. No, that's all right. <laughs> I'll let you have your space. <laughs> you need your time to yourself. Oh, so before we end the show, what yes. do you think about this year baseball season? What do you think oh, of the Yankees? Let me do? tell you, kids. Two things. Well, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and then baseball? All right. First of all. Because we got 14 days before pitching I think, catching. I think, I think it's going to be a great Roller. Super Bowl. Hey. I am. Uh, I, I have many friends that are Kansas City yes, fans. Yes. So I'm kind of torn, but I have this this beautiful person I've known for thirty live thirty years in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm a little I'm a little torn with the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm kind of going both ways, which is kind of like I know really, you know, that's that's really lit. That's I like think terrible. Kansas City's. I, I think um, no, I think San Francisco's going to win by a field goal. <clears throat> I think it's going to be close, right? The thing is, I think it's going to be a great game. I I think think it will be too. I think it's going to be an awesome game. And um, as far as the as far as the Yankees, which um, I you know I got cold this year. Let's see what cold's going to do. I'll tell you. And as name dropping, being able to be in the Steinbrenner box, Uh talking to Hank Steinbrenner. Wow! I did like uh, he has a Hank Yanks thing. Okay, it's a organization where they make. they have like uh, fields, and they do, uh, you know, league play for underprivileged kids. Yeah. So I I donated some paintings. So I got invited like twice to donate paintings, mm-hmm. but then because of it, I get invited to it. Right. And it's like all the Yankees, and you know, it's awesome. It's nice. Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, and you know what's funny is it was at um, I'm not getting political. It was at, like, Trump's uh, course, the Lynx course in the Bronx. In the Bronx, yeah. yeah. I know where it is, yeah. This was before he ran for president. Yeah, anyway. He's been there for a while. That anyway. Um, and 
I'm gonna, I'll give you one last story. Is so I get invited into the Steinbrenner suite by my friend Kevin, the producer, Kevin McCollum, brilliant human being. And so I'm there, and I get introduced to Hank, and so we start talking. And here's my friend, who's like one of the most, you know, biggest producers like in the world. Right. And so I said, like, hey, you know, I donated two of my paintings for your organization. And it's cool because you're there because you're like, it's all yeah. the yeah. all the biggest sports figures are at this like dinner. Mm-hmm. It's a golf course and a dinner. I didn't do the golf. I did the dinner. And so we started talking. And then I remember that, like, you know, the Steinbrenners grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm from Cleveland. That's where they're from. Yeah. My father interviewed his father, George Steinbrenner, back in the 70s. Your father was a journalist, right? Or For 50 years. Yes. Very famous. Yeah, your, your dad also interviewed Jimmy Hoffer. <laughs> I got a photograph. Of really? Yeah. Oh, wow. my. Oh, yes. You got his dad with Jimmy Hoffer. I didn't know Before that, he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it's great. I got a photograph. We, we can send, put that on your link later. Yeah. Anyway, long story short is... So I'm talking to Hank, and we're talking about Cleveland. Yeah. And then I said, my father, and your father, it's like, it's like, and he remembered my father, okay? And then he says, you know, New York fans, fans and I'm like, yeah, Yankee fan. He was like, um, you know, the Indians were my favorite team. Of course, he grew up, he grew up in Cleveland, Cleveland yeah, right? Yeah. So we start talking about all this stuff, and then... I start asking him about, like, Yankee stuff. Because when I moved here in 87, I had to, you know, I, I wanted a, a team that I would be a part of in New York. It was a Mets town in 87. And I was a Yankee fan yeah, yeah, when yeah. they sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was not on the bandwagon. I was, I was always a Yankee fan. Because, you know what, I, I had so many friends that were Yankee fans. Yeah. So I, even though my best friend was a Mets fan when I was, you know, the Haiti of the, the right. Mets. Anyway, long story short... So we start talking, and then we start talking about Cleveland, and then I'm asking about the Yankees. I'm talking to him in George Steinbrenner's suite at yeah, Yankee Stadium for 45 minutes, and my million-dollar friend looks at me and goes like, How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and you know what I said? Cleveland. The Cleveland connection yeah. Man, oh, yeah. always hits. Well... Oh, it's New, New York's the same way because there was a quick story I'll tell. Yeah. I'm down in New Orleans one time with my with Sandy, and we went into uh, my favorite bar down there called Checkpoint Charlie's. Yeah, okay. If you ever have a chance, it's on. Never Deca- been there. Decatur and Esplanade on the corner. Total dive bar. I mean, it makes this place, you know, it makes uh, the biggest hole in the wall looks good around here because it's total. You can actually do your own laundry in that bar. I love that. I like laundry in bars. And I'm, I'm sitting there with. The bartender, the woman, Sandy's sitting with me, and there's one other guy sitting by himself, just quietly drinking. And I go over to the jukebox, and I'm looking at it. All right, I play a Ramon song, surprisingly, right? Play a Ramon song. Guy looks up from his beer. He goes, "Fucking Ramones, great." Guy was from Queens. (laughs) All right, we started talking about how many times we saw the Ramones. Right, you know, and I'm like. At all fucking places, you yeah, know. Man. But you know, Cleveland, New York, you have that connection. You know? Cleveland, man. Yeah. I'm Especially telling Cleveland. you. Yeah. You know, I went to um, years ago. I went to a Don Manley dinner, and I met Don Manley, and his big team was he loved the Cincinnati Reds. He was a huge. Um, Wait, he was, who was? 
um, um, Don, Don Mattingly. Mattingly. Oh, Mattingly himself I think, was, he, I think he was like from the area where was Don He might have been from Ohio. Ohio. He might have been. I don't know. Because he loved this. He was talking about Cincinnati. He was also talking about Indiana. He was talking about you know, You know, that, that Midwest part of the country, you don't have to be from the yeah. state. You know, you might be like one over. But, but it's also too like... He back loves at, the Reds. Well, listen, yeah, back, and back in those days, I was a Reds fan too because the Indians sucked so bad. It's not and this was like the Pete Rose... You know, Johnny Bench years. The big red oh, machine, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to give one last story okay. about how Pete Rose is the biggest prick in the world. I can tell Uh-oh. you too, but I'll leave it. All right. I was like 12, 13 years old. We're in St. Louis, Missouri. My father was uh, part of the newspaper guild. Right. So every summer we'd go like, uh, you know, when they'd have the guild, we'd go somewhere. I'm in a pool with my brother. This is a true story. This is a true story, people. And... They were my idols at that time. You know, the big red... They were like my idols. And so I'm like in the shallow end, and there's Pete Rose and Johnny Bench. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's like right there and there. And they're sunning, and I'm this 12, 13-year-old, wide-eyed kid with bright red hair. (laughs) It's gotten a little, you know, it's gotten a little lighter. And like, you know, there's not much on top, but it's, it's okay. And... Literally, I look at Pete Rose, and I, I say both of them, are you Pete Rose and Johnny Bench? And Pete Rose, true to my mother and father, he puts his glasses down. He's like, yeah, what the fuck about it, kid? Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> true how, story. How old were you? How old I was like 12 years old, man. <laughs> and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> now, I heard, my mom, I heard my father say that word before, but I was like, literally. Not, not he, to you. He put yeah. the sunglasses down and said, what the fuck about it, kid? And my brother's right next to me. And I kind of like swam yeah. back like, oh my God, an <laughs> idol just, just dissed you. And like you know that. what? From that day on, I was like, and I'm, you know me, I'm very, I'm like the most positive, yeah. loving human being you'll ever meet. From that day on, I was like, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. How could you be such a prick He's known to a that. 12-year-old kid? He was known for that. And that's when, when all that Some stuff happened like to him, that. when all that stuff happened to him, I was like, yeah, man, he deserved it. He was an evil, evil man. My, well, my, my sister... That's a true story, kids. True story. My, my sister worked for him briefly in his restaurant as a waitress. He had a, he had a restaurant down in Florida. Right. And he was something else, man. That's all I'm going to say. The story, the story she told me, I'm angry like... man. Yeah, very angry, angry man, man. man. So guys, all right. let's put a let's end. do it. I know so it's too long. This too long. weekend we got on Saturday International Ball, uh, one two to six, um, one two First Avenue International Ball in the East Village. We got Billy the Artist from two to six signing his book. signing his book, and there'll be hors d'oeuvres, there'll be little things that's going on. There you the go. Name, what's the name of the book again? Things you don't hear twice. Quotes from the East Village. Quotes from the East Village. By Billy the Artist. Oh, I know. I better make volume two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to be in there, too. I want to be in there, too. I, I want to be in there, too. Yeah. I could get volume two within, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> A couple of Rossi rants. So, yeah. so, guys, remember, support the artist, support Billy's 25 bucks for the books, and you'll get an autograph and a little character. And, uh, Mike, how can we get in touch with you? Okay, if you're looking for me, it's uh, RockerMike212 on Instagram, uh, RockerMike3 on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook under my Christian name, Michael Baker. And me, you can find me anywhere that's lumped up. Getting lumped up on Instagram, getting lumped up on Twitter, getting lumped up 
on Facebook, anywhere that something lumped up, YouTube, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Spotify, any uh, I, I, iTunes, anywhere that you can get a podcast, we're on it. And don't forget, check out the Vidgo app, V-I-D-G-O, Vidgo app. And they're having a big party for the Super Bowl, get yep. the app. And Billy, thank you for everything. Kids, thank you. thank you. And let me tell you, audience out there, these guys are just beginning. This is going to be huge. Huge, huge, huge. Thank you, Billy. Nobody like these two. Thank you. Thank you. And remember, guys, don't get, get drunk, drunk. Get lumped up. up. That was good. How long was that? 35 minutes.